Hey, thanks for tuning in to the Keep Moving Forward podcast with Tom O'Leary. Thank you for dialoguing and asking questions, giving ideas for new podcasts. Keep that coming. Thanks so much for passing the the messages on to people that are in your network, your sphere of influence, your friends, uh, people that you think would benefit. Uh, again, you can just always send them to uh, the website, tomoleary.org, T-H-O-M-O-L-E-A-R-Y.org. All the messages are there. Uh, they're free. And thank you so much if you're able to donate. There's a give button on that website at tomoleary.org. I am so grateful if you're able to donate. Uh, makes uh, just a huge, huge difference. So thank you so much. Hey, today we are going to focus on something that is so important, so vital to live a thriving life, a life that you're moving forward, you're living that life of perseverance. And really what it is, is we're talking about getting rid of negative thoughts. Oh my goodness. Negative thoughts can tear us down. And it's really a spiritual discipline. I think sometimes, maybe, possibly, Christians think, well, that's kind of, you know, psychology or this or that. No way. (laughs) Scripture, God's word, talks so much about our thoughts. And so, you know, what's the opposite of negative thoughts? Positive thoughts, good thoughts, godly thoughts, joyful thoughts, thoughts that are redeeming, that are life-giving. Oh, I like that. Life-giving thoughts. And so we've got to get rid of negative thoughts. I was reading an article the other day, and here's a quote from it. I I did not come up with this. I'm not that smart. But (laughs) the article said this, quote, humans are the only species that have the ability to think about what they're thinking about. <laughs> that one rocked me. I'm like, wait a second, I got to read that again. Okay, let me read it again. Quote, humans are the only species that have the ability to think about what they're thinking about. Meaning you and I have the control. We have the power to control our thoughts. We know what we're thinking about. We can think about what we're thinking about. Uh, God gave us In his creation, what a wonderful God we have. God gave us the ability in our neocortex, I I read about that one too, in our brains, and really the ability is to filter our own thoughts. God gave us the ability in our brains, in our neocortex, to filter our own thoughts. So, having said all that, how do we do it? How, how does God instruct us to do it? Well, there's a very powerful verse in Philippians 4, verse 8, that is really talking about the positive thoughts that we should have. And so, anytime you have a negative thought, what you want to do is replace it with positive thoughts. And so, Philippians 4, 8 says this, Finally, brothers and sisters, okay, talking to everybody here, Whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about 
such things. Okay, that's a great list just right out of the gates here. And I, I love how uh, Apostle Paul, writing the church, Philippi, so Philippians 4, verse 8, and he gives a list, you know, the Holy Spirit speaking through him. He's pinning this down, God's word, and he gives us the list, and then he goes, and think about those things. <laughs> Don't be thinking about negative things. Don't be thinking about weird things. Don't be thinking about sinful things. Don't be thinking about the yucky things. No, fearful things, horrible things. No, think about these things. Let me give you the list again. You know, what's true, noble, right, pure, lovely. You can have lovely thoughts. Isn't that a good way to think of it? Admirable, excellent, have excellent thoughts. That's another way to kind of shape it in your mind. I'm going to have excellent thoughts or praiseworthy. Things that are like, God, I praise you for this and I praise you for that. And I'm going to think about that. So those are really, really, really good things to have. So getting rid of negative thoughts. What is the secret behind it? Like, like okay, that's a great list, Tom. Uh, I, I love that list in Philippians 4.8. Totally makes sense. I, I get it. But how do I do that, like, practically? Well, there are some truths in God's Word where He really helps us to get there. And so let me share that. Okay, so let's just dive in on number one here. It's from Matthew 10, verse 30 and 31. These are the words of Jesus. And He says, And even the very hairs of your head are all numbered. So don't be afraid. You are worth more than many sparrows. I mean, the whole concept here is Jesus is saying how valuable you are. So here's number one takeaway. Number one, know your worth to God. Know your worth to God. Jesus was trying to communicate, trying to explain the heart of God. He was you know, the Son of God, fully man, fully God, okay? Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And and Jesus was the physical expression, Scripture says, the physical uh, expression of God, okay? So he came, cracked history in two, and then he gives us his incredible words of, of life, you know, like wisdom, but life. And he's trying to explain, like, You're so much more. God feeds the birds of the air. But you know what? Guess what? He's going to feed you. He he cares about you more than the birds of the air. Uh, You know, and then in this Matthew 10, verse 30, Jesus says, And every hair of your head are numbered. I love that verse. That's a funny one almost. It's great. Like he what what he's trying to say, or not trying, what he is saying is that uh, God the Father knows you so intimately. He knows you through and through. He's created you. He's from the top of your head to the bottom of your toes. He, he knows every cell in your body. And and so in a very beautiful way, Jesus is saying, he, he's got every hair on your head numbered, numbered. Now, for some of the men out there listening, God has good math. <laughs> he, 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 he knows his subtraction. <laughs> and when you lose a hair, 
God's like, oh, there went number uh, 342. And uh, oh, there went 76. <laughs> number 76 here just, just came out. And, you know, men have this problem where our brains suck our hair in and then shoot it out our ears. That's how it works. <laughs> and so uh, Jesus was trying to drive home, wow, the, the, the Father just knows you. And you, you, you're so valuable. He loves you so much. Oh, I hope you can receive that today. And so number one is knowing your worth to God. Now, here's the thing. We can go through really hard times in life, challenging times in life, uh, times where we got off track, uh, where we were moving away from God or we were going through a, a rough patch, a painful patch and and weren't walking closely with God. All those things can happen in life. And uh, I'll never forget, I had a seminary professor uh, tell this where he was officiating a wedding and the beautiful bride and handsome groom are right there and and it's an outdoor wedding and and he was trying to really drive this home of how uh, how their value in God's eyes never changed. And so he turns to the groom and and says, uh, "Here, uh, I have a twenty dollar bill, and I want I want you to look at this twenty dollar bill." And he goes, "Do you want this twenty dollar bill?" And the groom says, "Well, sure, why not?" <laughs> and then he said, "Okay," and then he crumpled it up. And he said, do you, do you still want the $20 bill? And the groom says, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll still take the $20 bill. And then he threw it on the grass and he started stomping on it and digging it into the grass and dirt. And he said, do you still want this $20 bill? And he said, yeah. And then if you can believe it, my seminary professor spit on the ground. I don't know if he actually hit the dollar bill. He might have. He might be a good aim. I don't know. He goes, do you still want the $20 bill? And the groom says, yeah, I'll still take it. And then he picked it up, the $20 bill, and he straightened it out, my seminary professor, and got it all flat and everything and handed it to him and said, here you go. And then he explained the value of that $20 bill didn't change by what it went through. It got crumpled. It got stomped on. It even got spit on, but the value didn't change. And so you have to understand that your value doesn't change in the eyes of God when you go through a hard time, a tough time, the wrongs you've done, the wrongs done to you, when you've been mistreated, your value doesn't change in the eyes of God. And so number one of replacing, getting rid of our negative thoughts is actually it starts with to know your worth to God. And boy, are you the apple of his eye. You are so valuable in the eyes of the living God. What else matters? So that's it. Number one, that's how we started out. Okay, number two, we're going to jump to Psalm 94 verse 19. That says, when anxiety was great within me, your consolation brought me joy. Okay, here in Psalm 94, verse 19, the psalmist is experiencing 
anxiety. Well, when you experience anxiety, you are experiencing anxious thoughts. When you're experiencing anxious thoughts, those are negative thoughts. We're talking about getting rid of negative thoughts. So here, the psalmist is relating all this, and he's talking to the Lord. He's he's pouring his heart out to God, and he's saying, like, when I was in that place, you came and comforted me, consoled me, and that brought me joy. That turned my anxious thoughts to joyful, joyful thoughts. So number two is let God console you. How do you do that? How do you let God console? You know, like the scriptures say that the Holy Spirit is the great comforter. And we got to allow God's spirit to rest on us. Um, you know, it, a famous quote <clears throat> Uh, is that you you practice the presence of God. I, I really like that. You practice the presence of God. And it, it's, a, it's a great way to think of it. Like you're going to get by yourself, get in a really wonderful, quiet place, maybe a beautiful place of creation. You know, a, a walk on the beach, on the side of a mountain, you know, maybe in your backyard and it's just peaceful and you like it in a garden or something. And... And you, you just invite the Spirit of God. Holy Spirit, would you come and rest on me? God, help me just to sense your presence, your nearness. And in that place, God will console you, Scripture says. Console you, comfort you. And that is going to start to bring joyful thoughts. And that's what we really need. I was talking to a, a dear friend of mine. He's a childhood friend. We grew up together and... He's, he's battling cancer, and he's battling for his life. And uh, we were talking on the phone just yesterday, and I pray for him over the phone all the time. And, and we got done, and he, go, and he says, you know, I, I love you like a brother. And he goes, sorry for sounding so sappy. Uh, cancer will do that to you. I said, that is not sappy. You know, we need a band of brothers. We, you, you need people in your life to speak life over you and God will use that. That's that's the spirit of God speaking through someone and and so we, you know we got to just let our our defenses down our our uh, the barriers and walls that we put up and we got to just go there and and allow God to speak into our lives. He'll use other people and and to console you. Let God console you. That's number 2. Number 3, we're going to go to the prophet Isaiah from the Old Testament, Isaiah 26, 3 says, You will keep in perfect peace those whose minds are steadfast because they trust in you. So it is interesting that Isaiah here talks about our minds, which certainly is our thoughts. We're talking about getting rid of the negative thoughts. And so number three is to direct your mind. A scripture here in Isaiah 26, 3 says the word steadfast. Steadfast uh, means to fix on something, uh, to direct in the right direction, uh, to not uh, sway, to not get off course. Uh, It's, you know, staying on track over and over and over again. 
And so that kind of goes back to what we talked about, that, you know, human beings are the only species that have the ability to think about what they're thinking about, is that we got to direct our mind. And I love how this Isaiah 26.3 says that not just you're going to experience some peace, a little peace, a lot of peace. It uses the word perfect peace. Who wants a dose of perfect peace? I do. You know, perfect peace where it's just, there's no trouble added to it. And, and so you have to take control. I don't know if you've ever driven a boat over the years. I've had opportunities on lakes to, to drive, you know, motorboats. And, and it's an interesting uh, thing. It's fun, but it's, it's like if you're going and the water's kind of choppy, um, you, you have to, to steer the boat and you kind of like get something way out like a, a certain tree or, or a rock or, you know, something that's way or a mountain or something that's way out. And, and you kind of guide the boat toward that. You direct it. And, and that's what we got to do with our thoughts. You know, we got to uh, be able to direct, be steadfast. And so, because, you know, there is a current <clears throat> that's going the opposite direction. There is spiritual warfare where the enemy of your soul wants to tell you lies, negative thoughts, uh, to try to make you feel worthless instead of, you know, what we just talked about, about your, your worthiness to God, your worth to God. And so here on number three, we've got to direct our mind. It's like driving a boat. Uh, sometimes the water's real choppy. Well, sometimes your thoughts are choppy, I bet. Well, we gotta, we gotta direct the boat. We gotta steer. We gotta direct our thoughts, direct our mind, and just keep coming back to that focal point, like driving a boat, you know, that focal point, and we're move, and we're gonna stay steadfast and move toward that really positive thinking, that good, those good thoughts. Uh, that is so, so critical. Uh, famous preacher Charles Spurgeon said in a, very famous sermon. He said, I can't control the crows flying over my head, but I don't have to let them nest in my hair. <laughs> and what he was talking about is the crazy thoughts that fly through our mind, whether they're lustful thoughts or mean thoughts, angry thoughts, fearful thoughts, whatever those birds are that are flying over, you know, I, I can't really control that but I don't have to let them nest in my hair. I don't have to let them make a home in my mind, right? That's what he was talking about. And so we got to be steadfast, as the scripture says. And when you do, the reward is perfect peace, according to Isaiah 26, 3. So that's, that's awesome. Okay, number four. We're going to jump to the New Testament. Romans 10, 17 says, consequently, faith comes from hearing the message, and the message is heard through the word about Christ. So, number four is listen to the word over and over and over and over and over and over and over again, because every single time you do, your faith is growing. Every time that you're reading the Bible, you crack it open and and you go, okay, I, I'm just going to read a paragraph, you know, whatever. You, you know, you've heard me say before, if you've listened, uh, you know, I stay in a passage till the passage stays in me. 
I mean, go for quality over quantity uh, if need be. Just, you know, uh, but you're, you're constantly listening to the good news of Jesus, the word of Christ, God's word. And, and when you listen to this podcast, you're, that's what you're doing. And whether you know it or not, as we're reading these scriptures and talking about them, your faith is growing right here, right now on the Keep Moving Forward podcast. Uh, when you go to a Bible study or a small group and you're reading the word, your faith is growing. When you go to church and hear a message, your faith is growing. It's the message of Christ, Romans 10, verse 17. So the byproduct from just listening to God's word is that your faith is going to be growing and that's going to affect your thoughts. Like if you think about it, like when you're full of faith, you're on fire, your thoughts are are rocking. They're good. They're positive. And your faith is growing. When our faith is dwindling, that's when our thoughts get negative. That's when fear jumps in and all those different things. So, number four, listen to the word. Listen to the word. Listen to God's word. Listen to the words of Jesus, the words of Christ, over and over and over again. It's going to affect your mind. It's going to affect your thoughts. When Sherry was pregnant with our four kiddos, uh, we would talk to them when when they were in her tummy, you know. And I'd I'd lean over on that big basketball tummy <laughs> and I'd say, "They loved you, little one in there. You're mine." I'm going to, you know, I can't wait to see you. Uh, Jesus loves you. He loves you so much. I, I would speak over my children. And, and it's this idea of like, I was like speaking God's word over them. And, and uh, you know, you plant the seed as soon as you can and as best as you can. But for us as individuals, it's in- interesting how we can get empty real quick. And so how do you get filled up? by listening to God's word, reading God's word, hearing God's word, and your faith will grow and that is going to affect your mind. Okay, last one. We made it. Number five. We're still in the New Testament. This is a powerful verse. This is like, you know, put your armor on kind of thing. Uh, you know, get ready for battle kind of thing. It's 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 5. Uh, Ephesians 6 talks about the armor of God, but 2 Corinthians 10.5 is like, get ready for battle. It says, we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God, and we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. Oh my goodness. Number five, take control of every thought. It says here, you're going to take cap- captive, like, like a prisoner. Like, hey, you're going nowhere, you know, and you're then making it obedient to Christ. It's kind of an aggressive verse. It's certainly proactive, you know. I'm going to take captive every thought. So that comes back to everything we've been talking about, about getting rid of negative thoughts. You are taking control. You're taking that thought and if that thought doesn't line up with what's good, right, and true, that thought doesn't line up what God says is is um, beautiful and holy and 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 you know all those things. If it doesn't line up with God's word, scriptures, the Bible, 
you know, then you know that it's a negative thought and you are going to make that thought go away. You're going to throw it in prison. You're going to kick it out. You're, you're saying, I am making it obedient to Christ. And in that moment, you are getting rid of the negative thoughts. Okay, let me recap here. Woof, we covered a lot of ground on getting rid of negative thoughts. It's so important. Remember Philippians 4, 8, that had the list of all the good things to be thinking about. So that's the, the positive list. But how do we get rid of the negative thoughts? Well, number one, know your worth to God. You're so valuable. He loves you so much. Know your worth to God. And it never changes. God doesn't change the way he feels about you. Number two, let God console you. Practice the presence of God. Number three, direct your mind. Remember that word, steadfast. Get the destination, get the what you're heading for, and, and stay steadfast. And you're going to be experiencing some perfect peace. Number four, listen to the word over and over and over again. And then number five, take control of every thought. And then that was that, you know, make it obedient to Christ. Take it captive. That means you're in charge. And so we got, we got to really be proactive with that. And I'm telling you, when you put these five things together, you know, knowing your worth, letting God console you, directing your mind, listening to his word, and then controlling, taking control of your thoughts. And you are going to be rid of the negative thoughts and your life is going to be just so much more joyful and peaceful and you're going to be experiencing the fruit of the spirit and it's going to be where you want to be i i assure you so let me pray for you god thank you for everyone who's listening to the keep moving forward podcast lord i pray you encourage them i pray that your word is speaking to them I know that their faith is growing just by hearing your word. What a beautiful thing, God. What a gift. And so, Lord, uh, I pray that your Holy Spirit would just minister to their hearts and their minds and, uh, and that you would just instill in them that steadfast spirit, that, that focus, that strength. And it'd be by your move, by your hand, by your grace. And so, Lord, bless Bless each person who's listening. Bless them abundantly, Lord. And fill their mind with godly, joyful, positive thoughts, God. And change their lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, thanks again for tuning in to the Keep Moving Forward podcast with Tom O'Leary. Thanks for dialoguing. Thanks for uh, passing the messages on. Thank you so much if you're able to donate. Really appreciate that so much. You can uh, go to the website and, and whatever size gift, small, whatever, it, it, it's, it's encouraging. So thank you for, and for those that are uh, ongoing that give uh, either weekly or monthly, thank you so much. It's, it's just, uh, I'm blown away. So thank you. It, it really is making the difference to keep this um, podcast moving forward. You see what I did right there? Well, hey, never forget, never forget, God loves you. He loves you. He loves you. He loves you. And I'm for you. God bless.